Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Do you not want to wait? Neither do we. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jessica, we are graduating. I know. This is a a big episode. (laughs) This is a huge episode. Um, I got to say whiplash because I really loved the like prom episode agree hard agree i was really not impressed with last week's episode hard agree again and then this week's episode came and i mean honestly the minute andy was on my screen i'm like okay well there's zero chance i'm gonna hate this episode tears tears uh yeah the dawson's creek gods they giveth and they taketh away and then they giveth again and i was loving this episode i think it's so good i feel like it is uh, on par with how much I enjoyed Promise Land. And I do think that a big part of that is Andy. But I also think that, I mean, in my opinion, I really think that we got, like, the creme de la creme of, like, Pacey's character mm-hmm. this episode. Like, that everything that I like about Pacey came back this episode. And Dawson seemed pleasant enough and Yui was really fun and Jen had a great time with Grams like honestly I don't know about you Jess but this could have been its own season finale and my life would have been fine okay I'm totally with you this entire episode has season finale vibes we're bringing a character back who we've been waiting to see the characters are graduating which if you watch us if you if you listen to us cover boy meets world that was their finale was when they graduated high school and so this really felt like a season finale I mean we didn't I think mostly because we put a button on Pacey's story, but I suppose if you wanted to say, oh, there's still things going on for like Joey and Dawson and all of them, but really it feels like we have wrapped up a lot of the stories in this episode. And I'm, I'm totally Mm -hmm. with you. I think Promicide is probably my favorite episode of the season just because of the high, high drama we get, but the graduate is a really like heart happy episode of the show. Yeah. Because everything yeah. is going right. Like every character is kind of having these really wonderful moments. 
And I got to say, like, all of my pandy standom came back the moment that <laughs> PC and Andy hugged. I can't even help it. I can't even help it. I mean, we're simple people. We see two people that have a mutual love for each other and respect for each other interact on screen and we're simping hard and i don't want to apologize for that because i do think that uh their communication has always been pretty good they have mm -hmm. respect for each other they care for each other and i mean it wasn't easy the pandy relationship right it wasn't easy it, but wasn't, it wasn't the beginning because... until yeah in the very beginning it was very easy but that you know that's like the honeymoon stage for every relationship sure. i guess i'm specifically thinking um season two pandy not season three pandy right because that's the bulk of when we actually see them in a relationship and i i just think too the issues that they had as a couple were not with really each other in season two it was more so like andy's mental health issues and like yes pc's self-esteem but it's like they didn't blame each other for the issues that they were having with themselves which i mean cough cough like yeah i think the thing is is with Pandy, they always it always felt like everything was happening very externally in terms yes. of like it wasn't the neither one of them was the cause of the other one's despair. Correct. And they felt like they were this this is gonna sound strange, so I'm not exactly sure how to word it, but like it felt like they were on even footing where Pacey had issues with school and Andy had issues with her mental health. Whereas his relationship with Joey in his mind was always lopsided. She was always doing very well. And he was always the poor student who needed help. And so you could see how that compiled with his, you know, childhood stuff mm -hmm. from his family would cause him to feel super insecure. So it was just right. really nice to see them back together and i thought that the conversation they had was something that was so well earned over these last few seasons right and we'll get to it in a bit but the conversation of um pacey thanking andy for being the first person that ever showed or told him that he was worth it that's something that we've been complaining about all season yeah we, we were continuously saying like hello pacey did you because he was saying those types of words to joey and we're like hello yeah. did you forget like everything that happened between you and andy so it was really nice to see him validate you know andy and like our feelings as well not yeah. that not that you and me really has a stake in this relationship we're not number three <laughs> and number four in the no. pandy relationship but, but i was just so. i was just really happy to see andy come back i thought everything with jack and toby was really good like, yeah gosh, that. this whole episode it just was full of very happy happy wonderful moments that i'm sure will probably come crashing down on us in like the season finale well <laughs> i mean no. you know typically we save predictions for the end but it does beg the question of what is left Aside right. from logistics, we need to see Dawson pack his bags and head to California. We need to see the goodbyes to family. What's left? What is left? Pacey's already left. I mean, you know? I don't think we're going to get Pacey content next episode because he's on a boat unless they flash to him on a boat. Yeah, just like, you know, sailing, sailing know. away. I mean, I have one huge prediction. Okay, great. What is it? 110% we are going to have a Dawson and Joey sexual rendezvous. 
sexual rendezvous. Okay, they're so fucking. how far are they? They're fucking in the finale? Yeah, 110%. Oh, shit, they're fucking in the finale. Why, why else do we need to have an additional episode after this? This is a good, this is a very and good question. Okay. How are we going to get Dawson wanting to come back to Boston? Okay. How? All right. Yeah, because he's go- his they're going to have, are going to California. It's, there's going to be a lot of questions. He's going to be in California. He's going to be thinking about being away from Joey. Joey's going to be like, you know, thinking about Dawson. You know, I just think it makes sense. Like, why else would we have an additional episode? What other big thing in a season finale yeah. can we have? And that's mm-hmm. the only thing that makes sense to me all right uh so further predictions just because you know we're here we're already talking about it is pan is is andy going to be in the finale or was no, she just one episode it. and that's it this okay. was it this was yeah. it and i respect that um andy is vibrating with like sunshiny happiness you know yeah. what i mean like this is she had the best time ever in italy she met boys she went to museums she had a great time she's living she the met, life over there she met boys it's like all i needed as an audience was to make sure my girl andy was happy andy's happy that's all i need from her go off to italy don't hang out with these fucking losers, Andy. You're too good for You just them. got rid of those creep creeps. Don't get sucked back in. Don't get sucked back in. Yeah. Leave immediately. Go back to Italy and have your great grand time. Um, one more prediction. Uh, will Toby and Jack be together at the end of the season? <gasps> well, I don't know what Toby's plans are for after the summer. I don't even know how old Toby is. He's either... 18 years old like jack or he's 42 there's no in between like what is his <laughs> career what is he doing is he going to school um do i think that we're going to get toby and yui in a season five together also in boston i don't know i don't really think so i think that if anything maybe we'll have you know how they wrote off henry like really crappily you think that's what will happen to With, yui and toby without at least one of them okay yeah interesting um all right well let's let's hop in we've done a good like overview here of the graduate what a great title for the episode (laughs) uh season four episode 22 penultimate episode here um we start off at graduation rehearsal i don't think we had a graduation rehearsal to be honest and then how do you how did you even trust that everything was going to go to plan well Interestingly enough, because I have seen so many TV shows do graduation episodes, um, a lot of times I feel like they're always at the high school campus. Ours wasn't. Ours was actually indoors. Um, and it was at like, if anybody knows the Albany area, there's a building called The Egg because it is shaped like an egg. Uh, and that is where it was held. So it was indoors and it was at the crack ass of dawn ass crack ass crack of dawn (laughs) yeah it was so freaking early i'm pretty sure our ceremony started at like 8 a.m or something well they probably had two other high school graduations to do probably probably so yeah so we i don't think we had a rehearsal because we didn't like we had it at the egg so right i suppose that makes sense we definitely had a rehearsal in some capacity ours was on our graduation was on the football field of our high school um onlookers sat in the bleachers they had a setup that was not too undislike like not too different from what Cape Side High did uh mm-hmm. so 
we we did it and it was you know pretty much the same thing you just stand in line the big thing i remember was um <clears throat> they put us in height order walking in height order interesting height we order. were in like alphabet alphabetical no, but order we were we were two we were two i don't remember why exactly we were led in at height order and then you had we to were. sit alphabetically I believe so. That's fucking confusing. <laughs> I know. I just remember height order specifically because my best friend Jillian, she is super tall and she was either the tallest girl or the second tallest girl. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh, with you and her, I don't know who's taller. How tall I'm five, are you? Again? Nine. You you both might be the same height, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm I was I think I was one of the tallest women in my graduating class, if not. So you would have been the on the back of the pack. Yeah, it, I mean, I was there anyway because of my last name. So I was no oh, right. stranger to being at the end. Yeah, I was a middle of the road bitch. That's mm-hmm. for sure. So we we have this high school graduation rehearsal, and we've yeah. seen this principal all season. I'm this freaking principal excited yeah. to not see him anymore. Yeah, he's like trying to make cute jokes, and he says, "Okay, this is where I don't understand what the fuck's going on." Joey won the Capeside Pinnacle Award. The fuck is that? Why can't no we just call her valedictorian? She's not the valedictorian, though. She is. I'm pretty sure they said that she was had the second highest GPA in the school. So she's the salutatorian. Who the fuck Salute- had the highest? I I thought it was going to be Andy. Oh, she should have. You know what? Scratch everything. Andy should have been giving this speech. Because I don't know if she got disqualified because she wasn't there last semester, but I thought it was going to be Andy yeah. who was the valedictorian. We didn't see the valedictorian. They didn't call her the salutatorian. Um, oh, she's just some kind of, I mean, pinnacle fair award enough winner. that she won an award and she does a speech, but I didn't also didn't understand why he's like, okay, Joey, it's time. We're at rehearsal. Do your speech. And it's oh, like, no. let her wait. No, they did that with us too. At least at the oh, very really? least they welcomed. I remember they welcomed the valedictorian the salutatorian up to stand at the podium and if they wanted to practice their speech they could like i think they yada yada it a little bit but yeah they did that they definitely did that i love the background actors in this scene because mm-hmm. they were so supportive of joey throughout oh There's- yeah when she's just like oh my speech isn't ready i don't have anything to say and everyone just starts clapping that but there's one extra that says <laughs> That screams, hey, that's okay. <laughs> hey, that's okay. I was like, you are so it, supportive. Girl. You got so- it. Hey, it's okay. It's that's okay. hilarious. I didn't notice that, but that's really funny. me up. And like somebody else was like, hey, Joey. Like, <laughs> like these extras were really feeling themselves. In yeah, because usually they, they have no time for the creep creeps. So that's good no. to know they got extras this week that were like hey. feeling it. It's That's okay. Um, um, yeah, and so uh, it's, Joey it's, says, hold on, it's fifty-two seconds in. If anybody wants to listen, <laughs> hey, it's okay. <laughs> Who is that person? Because I am dying to know. <laughs> um, so the principal is just like, listen, no one forget. If you're thinking about pulling a graduation night prank, uh, security is going to be tighter than Ricky Martin's pants. What a 90s joke here. It's such a 90s joke. And I mean, with Ricky Martin being in the news so recently for something so inappropriate, I'm yeah. like, ooh. <laughs> but yeah, it was such a 90s joke because uh, 
But yeah. I also thought that it was kind of funny and nobody gave the principal credit. No, because the principal, everyone hates this principal. Yeah. And I think blows. when you're a teenager, it's not that funny. You know, to us looking back now, it's funny. But um, yeah, but Pacey gets there and he's like rushing up. And this is some bullshit. So Mitch stops him and Pacey's like, listen, I'm really, really sorry. Like I'm late. Um, and Mitch says, no, it's not, it's not about that. It's about your grades. You're right on the bubble of being able to graduate. Um, yeah. and, uh, PC's like, listen, I've sacrificed everything. I've pulled double classes. I've done everything you've wanted us to do. But Mitch says, it's not over. Um, your final exam is going to depend on whether or not you can graduate. And all of this is fine. Like all of this makes sense, right? All of this is like, yeah, sure, of course. But where I got really fucking ticked off is when he says, well, the principal says that maybe you should spend your time studying instead of attending rehearsal, which to me feels like you're saying to Pacey, we don't think you're going to graduate. So why do you need to come to rehearsal? Mm, for me, I thought that I don't think that an hour of studying of which this rehearsal would be would make much of a difference in pc's overall grade so i i think that there's like a valid point in saying that because in all honesty taking a break for an hour during studying is totally fine we, and we've heard from mr feeney that that is actually something you should do you once should. you've learned all the materials studying further can actually hinder your performance exactly that was uh remember that douche kid when uh they all studied overnight and jumped in the pool yes matt, what is his name matt caulfield is that right uh, that is his name no matt caulfield was the one that ruined joey's mural right of course but that kid that one kid yeah that was his point as well. He was like, we need yeah. to have fun in between studying or else we're not going to retain any of this information. Yeah. So I think that Pacey, I think that they could have let Pacey sit in on the rehearsal, but I think that's a valid point. Like the principal doesn't seem very convinced that's going to happen. Yeah. And, and it's so embarrassing too. He's already there. He gets and turned then away. Everyone's watching and he has to leave. That's totally fucked up. Like that's gonna fuck yeah. up with this fuck up his head and his mindset. Exactly. Also, more brilliant background acting by the Creek Creeps because they are <laughs> staring yeah. at Mitch and Pacey. They are I noticed that too. Not especially Yui, who did not take off um his his gaze for one moment. Yeah. Pay, like, Joey and Jen, they like were respectful. They turned away. Yui, no. He was watching the entire thing. Of course he was. Of course he was. Um, and so this is all like bullshit. So Pacey leaves. Um, and as he's walking home, he runs into Dougie. Um, quite the back and forth they have had, like ups and downs throughout these seasons. And, uh, and so Pacey like is, is already furious. Like he doesn't, he doesn't care about any of this. He's just like, listen, why are you here to harass me? Um, and Dougie's like, listen, I drove by you and you just completely ignored me. Um, and yeah. Pacey says, it's, it's what I learned in my youth. Avoid on con eye contact with any and all figures of authority. At all costs. <laughs> Which but like, honestly, fair enough, fair enough, but it's also a double meaning because there are, his father's a law enforcement. His yeah. brother's law enforcement. So yeah, like avoid contact, eye contact with your family um, as much as possible. Also, yeah. it's this scene where um, 
on the screen you see special guest Meredith Monroe, who is of course yeah. Andy. I yelped. Yeah. I kind of hate when they do that though and they like spoil it for like when the person actually shows up. I wish they could just leave them in the end credits instead. I actually yeah. didn't I didn't notice the I never read the the names on the screen, so I I just missed it. Um, yeah. Well, I I think for I mean, if you think about it, so we were we got taught by our brilliant listeners that they removed Andy from the opening credits. So right. for us Andy's still in the opening credits but not in real time so I suppose in order for Meredith Monroe to get the due that she deserves like she's not a black screen white text no no but I yeah just for the just for the spoilers you know um but this this is another hard conversation to watch because again this is the 90s we're getting a lot of early aughts I guess and we're getting a lot of like oh Dougie's gay and Dougie's effeminate and Dougie's whatever and like I always could do without that um but um Dougie does seem actually concerned about PC he does ask like is everything okay how's school going and PC says yeah I don't know if I'm gonna graduate uh, yeah. Now, why don't you go home and tell everyone that I'm living down to expectations and cancel that huge graduation party? I'm sure they had planned in my honor. Um, and but Dougie says, like, well, listen, I'll help you study for your lit course. And I just I don't know. I thought that, like, this was a really nice scene from Dougie where we finally I mean, it's a little bit late, but like. We are seeing him actually concerned about PC. I don't think that there. Okay. So Doug is human, right? He really messed up on the PC birthday episode. But aside yeah. from that, I've seen growth from Doug from the last two seasons where he really does care about PC. He let PC live in his home. He's been supportive about the Joey stuff. He's been a good brother figure to him and they've developed i think their relationship is going to be always a little butting heads like i don't think yeah. that they're ever going to be best friends but they really no, because are coming they have the history exactly. you know like it's so hard to to wipe away a family history like exactly that. exactly um so i do think that they are never going to be best friends, but I do believe that they can be, they can have their own version of whatever a brotherhood could be between the two of them. And I do think that Doug genuinely wants to help him, especially because Pacey's so close, right? And he's so close to getting there. He's passed one test and, no. but it seems like he's rejecting everybody's help because in the next scene, Dawson apparently offered the same thing. Let me help you study. And PC is pushing everybody away. Yeah. And I think this is, this makes a lot of sense, right? Like in PC's mind, it's like, really? Like, come on, you're going to, you're coming to me now. Like we've been through too much, but yeah, Dougie's just like, let me help you. Um, but PC is stuck in a rut. You know, he's in a really bad place mentally. And he's just like, you know what? As sooner I get out of place, the better off everyone is going to be. That's um, how so he, he genuinely feels. He feels yep. like a fuck up. That's how yeah. he feels. Um, then we're back at the school where Dawson and Joey are having a little walk and talk. Um, and Joey's talking about how much she's struggling to write her speech. Um, but Dawson, this okay, what is it? With Dawson and 
Pacey always bringing up the other one. Every single conversation with Joey, it's like, oh, I, I know why you can't write. It's Pacey. <laughs> They're obsessed with each other. They're obsessed. <laughs> they really are. It's kind of like one of those things where... <sighs> I don't know if you've ever experienced this, Jess, but when you have a best friend and then you have a best friend breakup, you are so consumed by them and you keep bringing them up because you're hurt and you're mad, yeah. but you want to still be friends with them, but you feel like there's so much in between the two of you. So you keep bringing them up to other people and it's like you can't get them out of your mouth, essentially. Yeah. And I feel like that's what's happening between Pacey and Dawson we we've talked a lot about you know how Dawson feels about um kind of losing Joey in that sense and yeah Joey and Pacey of it all but we haven't really discussed like it was a best friend breakup between Dawson and Pacey they were shitty friends to each other anyway but yeah. they were you know they are currently not best friends and best friend breakups are almost as painful if not sometimes more so painful than a um a relationship relationship breakup yeah and so he can't he can't stop talking about pacey and he's just like listen like that's why you can't write uh he's like <laughs> sure. seeing him forced to leave his own graduation rehearsal that was super painful and joey's like yeah i just i wanted to go talk to him but i knew he'd resent me for it which is definitely true definitely true i feel like he would have been even more upset in the moment yeah. if joey came over yeah um and so yeah like you said dawson did offer him help but he said he didn't want any um, and Joey says, I just want to still be friends with him. Isn't that too much? And I love how Dawson is just like, tells her the truth because sometimes they really sugarcoat things with each other. And it was nice to hear, like, listen, it's, it's really obvious. You still have feelings for him. Um, you can, you can let him know that you care. Uh, maybe it'll help you write your speech, which to me very much sounded like Dawson only cares how Joey feels. <laughs> and not yeah. at all how Pacey feels because like exactly. he didn't think anything about like oh this this might hurt Pacey or this might make him feel a certain way it was all about you should tell him you care because you then can write your speech <laughs> well yeah I think that he's just like writing Pacey off entirely and how he feels about him and his feelings I think that maybe he thinks that he's the lost cause which I think that Joe I mean I mean, hasn't Dawson always really felt that way about Pacey, which is why we think that they're such shitty friends to one another? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's always like it's always been a competition between them. It's always mm -hmm. been this way. Totally. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, so <laughs> I thought that was funny. Then we have uh, Jack and Toby washing Andy's car. Andy's little sob. Um, I oh, got to say that what it is. I was like, when did Jack get a car? But. Okay. Yeah. What were you going to say? All I was going to say is never I I dare you to find me a clip from a show where there is a car washing sequence where it does not devolve into throwing water and sponges at each other. <laughs> there isn't. There isn't. It no, does not exist. It doesn't exist. I've never seen somebody be say, I am here to do a job and a job only and this water and soap will only go on the car yeah never it's impossible never ever and yeah um also i don't know if it's just because they're washing cars but toby is like oh jack likes me without glasses guess i gotta get contacts yep exactly you are changing yourself toby for the benefit of jackers and i don't love that especially because jackers is a messy car 
bitch. Well, was he this Andy's car? I, I okay. So let's say it is Andy's car. Jack has one hundred percent been borrowing Andy's car, yeah. and he has filled that car to the brim with trash. It is disgusting. It is disrespectful. He pulled out like five pizza boxes, sir. Why do you have so much trash in Andy's car? Yeah, because we know Andy wouldn't leave a car like that. Andy would definitely have her car pristine. She would be one of those girls I see on TikTok that's like, hi, welcome, like, please, um, this is, we're going to do, like, a restocking in my car of all the necessities, and they're going to do, like, all, she has, like, a tissue pot, like, a tissue thing, and then the mints, and then she has, like, the emergency car thing in the back. She 100% would be tidy but jack pulls out so much trash out of this car it is gross Uh, it's pretty nasty yeah it's not it's not looking great um and on top of that i do have to say jack's personality is pretty gross in this moment to me i don't know i i love jack i i always like you know we've loved him for a long time and toby's relatively new and we didn't like him in the beginning but i just felt like i don't know um I felt like Toby had earned, you know, the moniker boyfriend and he's just like, and Jack is just like refusing to say it. And he's saying, oh, the only time I'm going to say it is quote unquote, when it's appropriate. And I thought Toby made a really good point when he says, oh, when there's no one else around, like at small intimate gatherings under oath, like, you know, when is it appropriate? And I'm just like, I felt bad for Toby in this moment. I mean, they they do kind of like, again, they get into a huge water fight because, again, we're washing cars. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt bad for Toby. I'm like, if Jack, if you're going to commit to someone, just commit to them. You know, call him your boyfriend. He's well, earned that. Yeah, I don't know if he's necessarily committed to Toby at this very time because yeah. he's not able to say that. And, I mean, I do think... I, you know, we have to take into consideration Jack's comfort zone. He is inviting Toby to introduce him to his sister, Andy. So there is that sort of commitment. Like we're talking about words versus actions. His actions are he's hanging out with Toby every day. He's bringing Toby to meet his sister who he loves dearly. So obviously his intentions are that they're together, but he's not able to say, boyfriend boyfriend right yeah it's just it sucked i don't know i just felt bad for toby here because i feel like he this is this like always the story with jack where someone else is like trying to push him yeah and he's still not like necessarily comfortable yeah. I mean, yet. to be fair like we've never really experienced that jess like we don't know how like the struggle is for jack to get no. to this point so no maybe we don't really i guess hard for him yeah, I, I will say, like, uh, immediately I turned around on him in, like, a later scene <laughs> when he sees yeah. Andy. Immediately I was like, okay, great. I'm not mad at you anymore, Jack. I'm happy now. <laughs> yeah, it's um, frustrating. It's definitely yeah. frustrating. But I think it's, like, you know, I think that he has issues with, like, a commitment thing anyway. So, yeah. Um. So uh, they get into a whole water fight, obviously. Uh. Then we have at Jen's house, freaking Yui is pulling a Joey. And is using a ladder. Where the hell did he get this ladder to climb up into Jen's room? Totally Dawson's ladder. It's totally Dawson's ladder. Has to be, right? Like, where else is he getting this ladder? 
Uh, I mean, it has to, there's no other way because we know that Graham certainly wouldn't keep a ladder Never. around because she's seen the, what's happened. Exactly. Well, in the very first episode, that's what she's, but she was ripping Joey apart for being like swamp trash and like bringing and going yeah. up the ladder. So I think that what Yui did, I don't even, I'm not even positive if the ladder is at, um dawson's window anymore but let's say it was he they live next to each other we know that grams and dawson lives next to each other so he went to dawson stole the ladder and brought it to jen's window yes so he's like poking his head in and i gotta say (laughs) i think this is like the best yui episode like of all time i mean i'm coming around on the yui i'm coming around i did like him and jen's dynamic um this episode and so uh he's just like uh let me in i can explain uh and she's just like uh like i don't think so maybe you should serenade me first <laughs> um and he's like please i'm freezing my ass off so Which she finally lets him in um you, everybody was so cold this episode but it's supposed to be june it is i mean they're coastal so i guess you could get the coastal breeze and it cools down but still yeah i was just i mean in the once again in the next scene joey's literally shivering She's yeah like, why is everybody so cold um also can i just say i don't know if you noticed this or if i was the only one when yui is climbing in jen's bedroom like in that particular spot it's around like eight minutes 30 ish seconds um and she's like she has a sweatshirt on but there's like you know it's the year of the low riders you could see her tattoos <gasps> when she left him in she has a a, ba- a lower back tattoo and what looks to be a hip tattoo michelle williams what are these mysterious tattoos yeah they, oh, no I one was them. touching that there are two of them no. and it, they appear multiple times oh my gosh Jen, where did you get these tattoos from? Yes. From the city? Okay, because she's I, New Yorker. I really want to like once again. There are so many tchotchkes in this room that I'm looking at right now. It's disturbing. It's okay. truly it's disturbing weird. the number of like. Okay, okay. The <laughs> do desk, you break it down? Yeah, this first. Let's can we start with the desk? The desk the has desk. these like flowered decals on them. Correct. It looks like a like a third grader's desk. What is this? Yeah. Is it paper? Did she? Is it paper? Like, is it this? Is this one of Grams's uh, craft projects? Oh me! I don't know. Hate I it. just hate she has it. like a dildo on there. Don't know what that blue thing is. It's very suspicious. That does look like a dildo. What is the blue thing? It's a really small dildo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, right? Hey, hey. It's a tiny dildo. If it's a dildo, <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it's essentially a phallic-looking blue object with like a ball. It kind of looks like bottom. a pipe. It does look like a pipe. That's why I thought so at first, but I was like, no, that can't be. Uh, she has two lamps on her desk, which is insanity to me. Um, yeah, what else does excessive. she have? A magazine. That's fine. Her wall has um, a one-way sign, so she probably stole that. No, it says it's it says my way. Oh, so it my has like way. two arrows going to the center, and it has a picture God. of herself. I think. Oh. Is this it? What is this like a snowboard or what yeah, the hell is that skateboard. thing? She has these like ceramic clogs. Oh, they look like those, like those Dutch clogs. Yes, yes, but they're made out of ceramic. Also, Uh, one of her lamps um on her dresser because she doesn't have enough lamps on her desk. She also needs a lamp on her dresser. Three lamps. It kind of looks like the Statue of Liberty. (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, she does have Aquanet. Respect you for that. Wait, she has like you know how um it looks like it's like one of those like horn things that you blow into. Yes, and it goes. Yeah. Um, a random can of soda. Jen, this room, your tchotchkes are raging. And Jen doesn't seem like a tchotchke person, which is what no. throws me off the most is because no. it doesn't really make sense for the character. I mean, the the floral print wallpaper makes sense for grams, right? So we could yes. forgive that. But the, <laughs> the decor does not like does Jen not is a sense. Jen is Jen is a band poster bitch. She's a band poster, she's sophisticated, she came from the city. Yeah. Um, I do. I Very finally see that my way sign. <laughs> it's just like it's, there are two arrows pointing towards the center, and at the center is like a picture of her. It's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jen's room is really wild. Wait a minute. There's it's all there's it's a all... zebra, a zebra giraffe. A ze- what the fuck is a zebra giraffe? Can you point okay. out where this is to me? It's it's in between the two lamps on her desk. Oh, it's, okay. Do I you see, see it. It, but or that could be. It's either a neck or a tail. There's so many tchotchkes. There's also these like porcelain dolls on the bookcase. One of which is like an Asian, like um, like a an Asian doll with like yeah, traditional what? Japanese garb. But then there's the Wicked Witch of the West on the left. What the fuck is going on in her room? Who decorated this? <laughs> the thing that gets yeah this this weird zebra giraffe thing has such a long tail. I don't understand what, what this it, thing is. I think it's a cat. It's a cat. I, I don't know. Oh okay. I have well, no idea. She she gives Yui this comforter, which is such a grandma comforter. It is such a grandma comforter. And also, can I just say before we like dive into what their conversation is is it just me okay yui has such sean hunter hair in this episode yeah and it like is yui attractive this episode am i losing my mind he is still nearly attractive but i feel like he's moved up the scale in this episode i i think it's the sean hunter hair and like yeah he smiles it's more like a genuine smile versus like a menacing smile (laughs) beautiful blue eyes the most blue eyes he has like a strong nose um i think that he just needs a stronger jaw and i think he would be hot yeah maybe like a five o'clock shadow would help with the hotness too do you think think i can photoshop him just like maybe if i do a beard on him then he would be hot i would i i would love nothing more than to see a a photoshop yeah i can make you hot that's not a problem um okay so yeah so uh he had a big fight with his mom um i was all about his dad and his dad isn't going to his graduation and yui's mom blamed him saying that his dad was fed up with his behavior and so then he said i blamed her for her history of being a cold-hearted bitch (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was a good line yui because we hate Uh, his mom so yeah his, his mom's the worst and so he needs a place to crash uh, and she says, all right, you can have one night. And Sarah, I guffawed when she tousled his hair. She tousled his hair. Did you see it? There's a, there's a genuine tousle. 
I did. I didn't think that it was like a sexual tussle. I thought no, that it was just like No, but it was, was like, like such a friendly tussle. Like <sighs> well, they have a history, right? They do. And I I I loved, I don't know, something about his little cheesy smile when she's like when he goes to like lean back on the bed, he has like such a fucking hammy smile like he just is like he knows she's not going to let him sleep on the bed. Yeah, so you're feeling it. You're feeling him. I this am episode. feeling it. I am so feeling Yui this episode, and like, wow, not in a way where I want him and Jen to get together by any means. But no. I was just happy to see finally they did something where I was like, all right, I like Yui this episode. Like, I he was good in Promicide too. Yeah, I agree with that. So, would you welcome Yui coming back for one more no, season? No, no, we don't. Need no, him. he's a, no. so you tolerate him, but not enough for him to. No, come back I tolerate him now, but like I don't need him next season. We have enough going on with college, like new people. We don't need Yui there. No, yeah, fair enough. Uh, so yeah, so she says he could sleep on the floor. Um, also, I don't know how this didn't wake Grams up. Grams, like, seems like a bitch to me that is, like, up if you, like, squeak once in the night. Like, she is, Yui straight up fell on the floor, and she's in the upstairs bedroom. Like, how did Grams not hear this? I don't know. Grams is a heavy sleeper. Apparently. Um, so, uh, then we get, oh, this is a really rough scene. So, we get PC coming into class a little bit late. This is his final, like, final, final that he has to do really well on and he has a he has an old school pencil um and a number two taikaranga taika taika ticonderoga i can never pronounce that i've it's New been York. trying That's the only reason i know uh, i've been really trying to pronounce that pencil brand for 33 years and it's really not worked out for me <laughs> Uh, and his pencil breaks and like apparently there's not a sharpener or anything because he's just like oh can do you have like an extra pencil and this fucking teacher every single teacher at Cape Side High needs to be like fired and they need to get new people because they're all such fucking dicks they're so rude we've never met this teacher right because I really couldn't remember um, because they're all assholes so yeah, I-, I mean to be fair all of these all of the teachers who are assholes are always like old white men and they all kind of look the same exactly so, so I don't think we've seen him but we could have we could have or I'm not sure if they just like recast somebody and we're supposed to know who this is but he gives Pacey a hard time about it he's just like you know life is not constant but the one thing that is, is that you're a fuck up essentially that was the long of the show yeah he says still as unprepared as the day you started this class and so Pacey says oh I deserve that one good one stupid old me and at this moment, it seems like the teacher is kind of realizing the impact of his words, but it's yeah. too late because Pacey is already on like a really like on a streak here. And he's just like, oh, I got it. It was all about being mean, stupid. How I'm some know nothing student who just slowing everyone down. Well, you know what really kills me about you people? I show up to class with a broken pencil. You assume it means I don't care when the reality is I've been busting my ass for the last five months so that I can graduate. If you ask me, you're the one who doesn't care. And he says none. And we are on speed with him now because he says none of the teachers here care for yeah. honor students. You're willing to bend over backwards. But for me, a student who could use help, you can't eat. You can't wait to get rid of me. Yeah. And this all feels not only true for what we've seen of Cape Side High, but I feel like probably true for some other schools. Not saying all teachers are like this, like teachers, we love you. But there are teachers out there who are just like this guy. Well, I, I've expressed throughout the series that this is kind of how I relate to Pacey the most, where I feel as though because I wasn't the strongest student, I didn't get 
the support or the you know the pre- I, I I don't I felt unsupported like Pacey did in almost the same capacity. Of course, I didn't have teachers bullying me, but I did feel like I I was there was teachers that didn't think they have much potential when they didn't but then should have realized that there's other stuff going on in my life that yeah uh, that that should have been paid attention to. Yeah, exactly. And it it does feel like um, in some situations like this one, students like Pacey get left behind and no one seems to pay attention because they just assume he's a fuck up. They assume he doesn't care. Yeah. And, and it's uh, ridiculous because he had a freaking pencil. It's not like he didn't show up to the test. Exactly. It broke. Pencil. It broke. Get a pencil sharpener, you Get fuck. A pencil. Yeah, that's on you. That's on Cape Side High for yeah. not having the budget to have a pencil I've sharpener. I've seen new pencils. Back in back in our day, Sarah, we had those ones that were like mounted to a bookshelf that you had to shove the pencil in and then manually wind. Crank it. And they would fuck up your pencils. I saw yeah. a pencil on pencil sharpener on TikTok the other day yeah. that it was like, so you put it in the top, not the front you load the pencil in and you just let it go you take your hands off and it goes like and then it like shoots it back up and it's perfectly sharpened yeah i mean these kids they really have the world given to them they probably they don't will- even write anymore they probably type everything they probably all have laptops in class they don't know they don't know the struggle of having a You're perfectly new <laughs> A perfectly new pencil, and yeah. for whatever reason, this motherfucker won't sharpen. So you just keep cranking yes. at it, and then and then you finally get it, and then you go to write with it, and the lead tip falls out, and then it breaks exactly, and then oh, you have to go the back, tragedy. and then next thing you know, you have a yes. two-inch chody pencil. That I used to love to- that. I used to try you to get would. my pencils as small as freaking possible to, <laughs> just to like, write. It's like the little baby. No, I can't. Pencil. I can't. Yeah. It's too. It's too much work. I hate. I as much as I love the feeling of like an old fashioned pencil, they are really a pain in the ass. Oh, they're a hundred percent a pain in the ass. I mean, I don't write with pencil pretty much at all anymore. Um, because I for a while in high school, I was very, um, I loved a mechanical pencil, but yeah. now I think I'm just like too aggressive and I break the tips on them all. The time. Oh, you're too- See, <laughs> I have, a pen- I have one pencil. I have some mechanical pencils too. Yeah. Um, fine looking pencil but, right here, but yeah, so get yourself a nice new pencil sharpener, but yeah. So the teacher is like, listen, I've tolerated this outburst because I know you need to pass the test, but you're this close to throwing away an opportunity. And Pacey's like, you know what? I must be an idiot because I can't figure out why I'm trying so damn hard for you. And he grabs his stuff and he walks on out. Yeah. Yeah. It's very reminiscent of the last time um, in when he (sighs) spit on that teacher. He spit on the teacher. Jeez. Do you remember did he, he really spit? Did that? Is that what he did? I remember him yes, yelling. He spit on the teacher because, well, he spit on a teacher because he was being rude to Jack. To, to Jack. So this was in season two. Two. To be or not to be? That is yeah, the that's the question. Yeah. Yeah. And he, I guess he, he spit on the teacher, but like we, we've seen Pacey have outbursts like this before. Yeah. But once again, if you poke the bear enough, they're going to fight back. And he's that's stressed. what it is. He's stressed out of his mind to trying to pass his last final and you're being a dick to him. Like, I, I don't really blame him. I mean, he goes a bit far, of course. Like, I think other people would just like suck it up, take the test and never think about that teacher again. But um, so Pacey is sitting on the. So at this point, I'm very curious to hear your like your thoughts on where we were going, because. 
Pacey has left the final test that he needed to take to graduate. And then he's sitting on the porch and we see him like tying knots with rope. So did you have any inclination <laughs> on like what was going on? Like, was he going to uh, graduate? Was he not? I guess at the very least, I thought that if he did not pass and did not graduate, then I thought that a understandable or something that could make sense was that he would uh, not go back for fifth year in high school, but maybe he would get his GED and I could have seen that for Pacey and I wouldn't have minded that type of thing. Um, I did not, I noticed that he was tying knots, but I wasn't like, oh, he's tying knots because he decided that he's going to go on the boat trip at this point. It was more so like, you're fidgeting with like and he's, with and he's shit. yeah he's 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 um been on a boat before so he knows the knots that would make sense that would make i just thought it maybe was like a bit of foreshadowing um with the the boat stuff it definitely was i just didn't catch on to it yeah so joey comes up and she's just like listen i heard what happened in class and he's just like yeah i don't really want to talk about it uh and she's like well what are you gonna do and he's like well i'm not gonna graduate She's like, listen, I think you could talk to someone. You should talk to Mitch or Peskin. And I'm just like, neither one of those people are on Pacey's side, Joey. Like, I don't think you understand. Like, Mitch, maybe, but he certainly isn't standing up to Peskin. And she says, there's got to be something we could do. And Pacey's just like, this isn't a team sport. There isn't a we anymore. There's no we. There's no we. And um, I understand that Joey wants to be friends. I understand that she doesn't want Pacey out of his out of her life i just think that you have to give people the space that they need and yep i really feel for pacey in this moment saying to joey when i look at you it is like torture i cannot be friends with you and i i mean i don't know like i i don't know if you disagree but i felt like this was super relatable i think that i would feel the same way i wouldn't be able to just go and live my day-to-day life and pretend like it's okay and try to be friends with them like every single day that i wouldn't be with the person it would feel like torture watching them date somebody else and acting like i'm okay like i would i don't have the capacity in myself and you know call it like immature or like call it like you know not adaptable but there's some people that need more time to heal yeah i mean i i wouldn't say i've had like this exact experience but i totally respect where both of them are coming from where joey wants to be friends and she wants to help pacey and Pacey's just like, I love you and we we can't we can't be friends. I can't be your buddy. Um, because it's it's super it's torturous for me. Um, the only way I can move on is to not be around you. And that I think is super relatable because it's like, yeah, if if you're hung up on someone, seeing them every single day is not gonna allow you to move past things. Um and Joey, it, it, she's not pushing. She kind of is pushing, but under in an understandable way where she's just like, well, you, you can't see any time where we maybe can be friends. And Pacey's just like, like, go ahead. I mean, I just feel like that was pretty selfish of uh, she's asking a question that is impossible to answer. Yeah, I think she's just not, I don't want to say hurt. She's just this like confused as to like, well, what about? the future you know maybe maybe eventually but i don't think she's really thinking about pacey in this moment of like how much it hurts him to look at the future anytime 
Like uh, he in always any is capacity, in any capacity, yeah. because it's so hard for him. He doesn't know what his day to day is going to be. He doesn't have a university to go to in the fall. He doesn't have a set plan. There is yeah. no plan. It's easier for him to live in the moment and live not even day by day, probably minute by minute, because he yeah. doesn't know what his future is going to consist of. Exactly. And so she's like, well, I should, I guess I should go. And, uh, and Pacey says, I know coming over here wasn't easy for you. And like, I do like that. He's, they're not ending it on like a sour note. It's just an honest note that like boundaries. And I respect that from Pacey. I think that he created really great boundaries for himself. And he did it in a very respectful way, not like shouting at her at prom. You know, this is the PC that we loved from like season two. I feel like we finally, they were like all season long. They're like, let's just, this is our season. We're going to trash PC. Um, but we're going to turn it around two episodes towards the end. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And then we get a really nice little scene here between Bessie and Joey where Be- uh, Joey's trying to work on her speech again and she's still struggling. And uh, Bessie is just like, um, Bessie, Bessie is just like, uh, I have something for you. Um, and it is, I thought this was so sweet. It's a letter from her mom. She wrote it a few days before she passed away and asked Bessie to hold on to it and give it to her when she was graduating high school. Uh, and she's like, maybe it will inspire you. But Joey, I, I like this from Joey, too, where she's just like, I don't think I'm in the right like headspace right now to open this up. Yeah. Yeah. I think that uh, I, I, oof, it, it's so hard. It's like the only I would have loved to have some sort of letter from my father. But I also think that you need to be in the right headspace. I think that you need to open it up at the right time, probably in private or. Yeah. Um, in whatever way makes you feel the most comfortable. So, but I thought that this was really, really um, a special thing to have a letter, a handwritten letter from yeah. your parent that you lost years ago. Um, because these are the exact moments that is probably the one of the most painful things about not having a parent around is the events like a graduation or a wedding or when you have your first child where you're like, this is where it feels the most painful to not have these people in your life because yeah. they're missing the big moments. Yeah. I'm, I'm a hundred percent with you in terms of like, I love that her mom wrote this letter. I think a letter is actually kind of perfect versus um, technologically like we've advanced so far that like you could theoretically leave like a video, but I do think a letter works perfectly because if someone is like ill and they know they're going to die, like, I don't know that that's necessarily how you want to remember them. And so maybe a video would do more, like make you feel that way more than it would make you happy. And a letter is much more like it's, it's someone's voice in words. You know what I mean? Um, Oh, absolutely. I love, I love this idea. And it really reminds me um, of, I'm just looking up a movie I think it's no I think it's I think there was a movie where I used to love it it's not a really good movie I gotta be honest wait a walk Um, to remember no 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 uh definitely not as popular as that um but it was a movie I think it was called lucky number seven or no lucky seven is what it was called and it has Patrick Dempsey in it actually um and uh, it does have McDreamy in it. And it's 2003 movie. And basically what happens is this girl lost her mom at a super young age. So she lost her mom when she was seven. And her mom, like, 
like right when she was close to dying, she had this like timeline of like her because she knew she wasn't going to be around for those big moments for her daughter. So she had this timeline. She's like, at this age, you'll do this. And at this age, you'll go to college and you're going to be a lawyer. So you have to, you know, to do this. And it, the reason it's called Lucky Seven is because she says you're going to date like seven boy or six other boys and your seventh boyfriend you'll marry because and it was all like a very like oh this this is how your life will go and just so I could talk you through these moments but then obviously the girl ends up living exactly that timeline even if she's like unhappy about it um wait is was the mom a a clairvoyant no it was more of just like she set this path and and the girl followed it but The reason I like this is because I think like, I think that would be very sweet, right? Like if you knew your time was coming to an end to write letters for like the day of your wedding and the day of your graduation and the day of your, the birth of your first child or, you know, whatever to have those letters kind of stockpiled. I love that idea. Um, yeah, I, I, don't know, I, I just, too. I really loved this. I thought this was really sweet. And I liked this moment between Bessie and Joey. We haven't had a ton of these this season. Um, but you could feel their, their closeness here. Also, was it, no, it's also this episode later where they have a really, really sweet moment as well. Yeah. Once again, another relationship, uh, throughout the last four seasons, that's really been, um, up and down and Mm -hmm. it's nice once again, closure, right? Where she's going to be moving away from home for the first time. It's nice to have these closure moments of, them enjoying each other's company and throughout everything that all the crap that happens with like brothers sister relationships it's like they're still okay by the end of it yeah yeah exactly um and then we have uh jack and toby are picking up andy at the airport and i i love that we immediately is just like well, we know she booked the flight super far in advance. She's going to get a seat by the exit. She's going to be the first one off the plane. She's always the first one off the plane. And then we see Andy. And I don't know if it was just because it's been so long, but I thought Andy has looked like the best she's ever looked. Yes. She looked gorgeous. She looked gorgeous. She looked luminous and happy and hydrated. And she, lo- I know the actress- hair looks like the best, right? Her hair looks so good. I know that she actually wasn't in Italy, but to be honest with you, it looks like she just had a <laughs> six month vacation in Italy. She, she did. Yeah. Spectacular. And it was amazing seeing her. Like it really felt like it felt safe you know like when i see andy i just get to this point where i just feel like safe because i trust and love this character and i know whatever i see on screen like it's gonna be okay as long as andy's there i love andy i was so so happy and it was really like great to have her back she talks about attending like a kick-ass graduation party uh and so she meets toby and uh and so uh this is when jack does say toby's my boyfriend and andy i this was so great andy's just like oh my god this is great i can't believe you didn't email me Um, (laughs) and she hugs him toby (sighs) that is i Um, love this this was like i felt immediately like because we've complained a lot obviously about how they ruined andy's character they like completely trashed her and i felt like gosh this moment with andy felt so reminiscent of season two where this I was, is andy this is the andy that we this know this is uh andy that we know and love and i was just so happy to have her back oh my gosh it was so fun i was so happy 
Here, I just sent you a present in your inbox. Oh, yes, let me see. Oh my god, we need to tweet this out. <laughs> okay, so I photoshopped a beard and a mustache. <laughs> I gotta be honest, it's not the worst. Like, I've seen far worse photoshops of beards. Yeah, no, like, it's, like, very quickie quick. Like, obviously, we're podcasting. (laughs) Okay. I was thinking five o'clock shadow. You gave him. (laughs) It's harder to find a beard, to be honest with you, a five o'clock shadow. Yeah. Um to put it on so i just did what i can like actually the beard was longer but tell me he doesn't look hotter he does look hotter i'm telling you beards make everyone look hotter it's okay it really is like no disrespect to this actor but if you don't have the strongest chin like a beard totally can change like hides it yeah so i don't know i'm obsessed with this this is great we're gonna have to tweet this out yeah he looks great i think that i think that if this actor never did grow a beard he's doing a disservice for himself yeah i who is this dude do we even know uh i don't know let me look him up i mean i could easily type in yui because like no one else spells their name like this yeah. Uh, his actor's name is Mark Mat- Matkovich. Mark what has Matkovich. he done? Let's see. Anything? Oh, okay. There's a picture of him. Hold on a second. I'm going to send this to you right oh now. Oh, my God. He is has, he hot now? He has. He looks hotter. He's so hot. He's, a He's salt teacher? and pepper. Is he a teacher? I don't know. Maybe. Like, look but at what his background, background is. But look at the little bit of a five o'clock. <gasps> I found one with him in glasses. Are you kidding? Are you kidding? Yeah. Oh, in this picture, he looks like Josh Wiggler. What? <laughs> <laughs> he does. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Apparently, he was in Sweet Home Alabama. Who the what? hell knew? What I know, I he watched Sweet Home Alabama in the last year. And I didn't see any Yui. He's definitely there. Uh, he's been in some stuff. Yeah, he was in. Of course, he was in an episode of NCIS. Who hasn't been? Um, yeah. is, but he hasn't he... worked since 2012. It looks like so. I don't know what he's up to. Yui, like I hope that you have a job. I'm sure he. Oh, it says he's a art gallery. Uh, let's see. He he started Axiom Contemporary, an art gallery in Santa Monica. It specializes in pop, abstract, neo street, and contemporary oh, wow. art. Would it be uh, really creepy yeah. if we ever go to California to go to his gallery and be like, "Yui, we're your Yui. worst, we're your worst fans, but maybe your biggest fans." That's hilarious. Oh, do you want to know who he who he plays in Sweet Home Alabama? Yeah, he plays Patrick Dempsey's brother. I'm gonna have to go find it. Like I, I said, love how I'm we're watching. mentioning uh we're mentioning Patrick Dempsey twice on this podcast. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is the new Patrick Dempsey podcast. <laughs> um so speaking of Yui, Jen gets up and freaking Yui is having some coffee with Grams, and Jan is just like, um, I need to talk to you, Grams. This is and Yui's specialty to just I just sneak yeah. right in. I loved this so much. Because Graham's just like, well, when you left for school, we had a little chat. He explained everything. It's really awful. I can't believe a father abandoned like his son. But I told him he could stay stay another night for a price. I love how she's just like, I'm not just an old naive softy, Jennifer. Uh, she says, I recognize Yui for the duplicitous, smooth-talking butt kisser that he is. <laughs> and I died. I died when Graham said that. Um, yeah, I thought that this was genius because she's essentially like, I am going to let him stay here, but he has to pack up my house of 30 years of crap. 
yes, this is so great. And Jen is just like, oh, all right. Sounds good. <laughs> I respect a scam. I Me respect too. it. I loved this. Um, and, uh, and so Yui talks to Jen and he's like, oh, what are you, what are you up to tonight? What you got going on? Um, and he's like, I thought I could interest you in like a little detour beside before the, uh, big old senior party. Um, which we know they're going to get into some shenanigans. I gotta be honest. I was here for it. I was very much here for it. I loved it. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it, once again, this is why we like, we like Yui and I mean, Abby, because we, all agree that Yui is a product of missing an Abby character in everybody's life. We like it when they are fucking with people but don't ruin lives. Exactly. Exactly. It's a little harmless senior prank. Yeah. Harmless. Um, and then we have uh back at Dawson's house. Um, Joey says I she needs help with something. She has the letter from her mom and she wants Dawson Wait. to read it yeah great i just want one more thing maybe we yeah. shouldn't like yui because yui decided for a meal he wants to drink milk and eat pickles ew uh, hold on i'm going back now i didn't notice yui, that you, you are vile are i never kidding? liked what you what kind of combo is that <laughs> has a, a carton of milk it looks kind of like half and half because it's such a small carton. Yeah. But he has a carton of milk and a jar of pickles. What kind of psychopath does this? And he's just <laughs> Yui, you're right a monster. You're a monster. They're, they're like they're like those like stickle. They're not even pickle spears. They're like no. pickle slices. And that he's just eating them burger. out of the jar. <laughs> you are disgusting. How dare you? What eat? a monster. I think <laughs> he's a secret pickles murderer. Pickles milk. <laughs> it's vile. That's so nasty. I know. Okay. I know. I had to point that out. I'm sorry, but I had to. It's Ew. so gross. I can't handle that. Um, let's go, let's go to a quick commercial break while we ponder the disgustingness of the freaking pickle milk uh meal here. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, we are back, and uh, Joey is bringing this uh, letter to Dawson. Um, she's like, I can't, you know, I can't read it. I just, I need you to read it for me. Um, and, oh, my God, this was like, oh, this was a scene, right? Like, this mm -hmm. was such a great letter. Um, yeah, it was It was lovely. It's, it's kind of just her reading and thinking, like, these are the words that you need to hear from a parent, to be honest with you. It's so mm -hmm. healing um, for Joey to get this letter. And it's just, yeah, it's really spectacular. Yeah. Kind of like a little summary. It says, it's like, you know, I hope that, you know, like there's a lot of pain you've been caused, but I hope it's made you stronger. And Bessie is strong. I know she's taken good care of you. Um, and she says, my illness like robbed me of watching you grow up. And so we know Joey was 13 when she wrote this letter. 
Um, and she says she's sure she's strikingly beautiful and equally unaware of it, quick-witted and strong-willed, possessing the deep, soulful eyes of an artist and a shy smile that regularly betrays the tough facade you do your best to keep up. Um, it's the girl you always were and it's the woman you'll always be. Uh, whatever you decide to do with your life, I know your future will be luminous. Um, sounds like a scene thing. <laughs> um, uh, she says, remember your days in Cape Side fondly and keep close those who share, share, shared your childhood. They will always love you in a way no one else can. And they will always be with you just as I love you and always will be with you. Love, mom. Yeah. Um, it's kind of yeah. nice because you can see how this letter from her mother inspired her speech at the end. Yeah. Her, so it's kind of interesting that. It, once again, in these moments, oh, like I, you get salutatorian and you have to write a speech. And it's like, who do you typically turn to as a teenage girl? Most likely your mother, right? Mm -hmm. But Joey thought that she didn't have that sort of guidance because she lost her mom many years ago. And to get this letter and to be inspired to write the speech, it's once again, very lovely. Yeah, I thought they did a great job, um, especially with like, calling out who joey is and realizing like yeah she's been that way forever like this isn't news like she's always been like that um i i thought it was a really lovely moment and i i do think it makes sense to have it be joey and dawson who are like I reading do. this letter together i gotta be honest like at first when i thought of this letter and once again i put myself in this position because i would love to have a letter of this capacity mm -hmm. and when she goes to um Dawson my first first my first reaction was like anger like in a way of like or maybe not anger just like hesitation because I myself have issues with like have sharing these sorts of vulnerable intimate moments with mm -hmm. others and I was like in my head I was like of course she'll go to Dawson like why is she going to Dawson like why are you sharing this private moment and I thought that it was really helpful to see that everybody needs different things and joey really did need dawson in this moment to share and read this letter to her and it mm -hmm. kind of turned it around with me because she's able with dawson to be open and lean on somebody else for support and i think that a lot of people struggle with using the resources you have to lean on them for support and i just thought that i don't know like i don't know if the writers of dawson's creek were thinking that big in mm -hmm. in what they were creating in this moment but for me it was kind of like a teachable moment that's like you have these support systems for a reason use them utilize them yeah it takes can. a village yeah right yeah no i'm with you i think it makes sense here when she's having a tough time like to to read it she i think it would be harder if it was bessie because they'd both be crying i think it makes sense for that it's dawson in this yeah. instance well done it's a it's a really well done scene mm -hmm. um and then they go to this graduation party uh joey is kind of you know um procrastinating a little bit she hasn't written her uh her speech yet um, and then they see Andy and it was so sweet. Everyone hugs. Very uh, sweet. And uh, she says like, oh yeah, I love Italy. You all have to go right now. All of you right now. Right now. Right now. We got to go right now. Like, I let's love, get on the plane. Very Andy. It was, oh, I love it. Yeah. She's, she's so excited. She's so happy. She really, really wants to share it. Mm -hmm. I just love that Andy is so 
happy. She says mm-hmm. it's heaven. It's heaven there. You know, there's <laughs> there she she loves the architecture. She loves the men, the food. Did I mention the men? Yeah. I love so that cute. she's having such a great time in Italy. Me too. Me too. Um, meanwhile, Pacey gets a little house call from his teacher. Uh, and, uh, and so he asks like, oh, did you, did you study for the final that you walked out on? And Pacey's like, yeah, I did. And he's like, okay, well, do you want to prove it? And, uh, and Pacey's like, oh, so you, you did listen. Um, and the teacher says, you're not an idiot or a punchline. You're why I teach the honor students. They don't need me. They're going to forget me as soon as they leave. But you, uh, and Pacey says, I have a funny feeling. I'm going to be telling this story for years to come. Uh, and so, yeah, so Pacey gets a second chance at taking this final. And I really like that the teacher did this. I mean, making a house call is a bit strange, but, um, <laughs> I thought it was yeah. nice how he kind of realized like, wow, I was an ass. Like yeah. I shouldn't have said what I said. I messed up as a teacher. You have such an influence on your students and he messed up in the moment and he realized that he had to do right by it. And I yeah. like that he gave Pacey the second chance that he deserves. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that was nice. So he sits down to take his test. He has 40 minutes to do it. Uh, then we see Jen and Yui skulking around in the dark, looking for the sprinkler system. Um, and uh I I loved this. So he's like, we have to reset the timer so the sprinklers go on during graduation. It's gonna be so great. Um, and uh they're in the middle of trying to do this when this is wild to me. Not only does the security guard walk up, but the freaking principal, what's he doing here? I think that he had speculation somebody was going to pull shit like this. So I think that he was patrolling the evening before graduation and wanted to stop it. And it's like... What a freaking boring ass, no fun guy. He has... he Okay, so he has this grudge, right? Like, he has yes. the grudge. They stole his dog and he they stole his boat. Right, that's and, fair. That's very fair. And he does think it's then, Yui. Yui got the blame does. for all that. He does. So, uh, so he is anti-prank. He does not like pranks ever. April Fool's Day, his least favorite day of the year. <laughs> Yeah, he's not about it. He's a little freaking fun sucker. So he catches them. Um, and uh, and then we have Andy and Dawson. I loved the little one-on-ones we get with Andy and characters this episode. Because it felt like if you're going to bring her back, like really bring her back. Let her have these moments with certain characters. I agree. Um, I agree. So, yeah, so she says, I'm really sorry to hear about Dretchen. Uh, and Dawson's like, yeah, her, I'm sad that it's over, but I don't feel like I have this cloud hanging over me. Yeah. And Andy, just like us is like, oh my gosh, you've changed. No endless replays of what went wrong. No dark period of pain and regret. Yeah. She's proud of her because remember the last time we saw interactions between Andy and Dawson was when Andy, you know, was very hurt by the pasty Joey relationship. Um, And she was shocked by it, but she came to, by the time she left for Italy, to a realization that it's beyond her. And it's not, it's not, you know, she accepted it because she realized, like, this is not about me. Like, you know what I mean? She was Mm -hmm. able to take herself out of it. But at that point, Dawson was still mad and refusing to speak to Joey and refusing to speak to Pacey. And to see the time the, like six months or however long of a difference yeah. it made where Dawson did a lot of growing that we're really yeah. proud of. 
Yeah. And I think he says it best when he talks about, um, about like the, his relationships, when he says, Mm -hmm. Joey was my first love, but Gretchen was my first mature relationship. And she made me realize I'm capable of loving someone. And I thought that was so perfectly said. It was so well put. Because that's so right. We said we were so shocked and like excited about the maturity that he had when he was dating Gretchen and we loved them as a couple. Yeah, Bellissima, Um, as Andy would say (laughs) in Italian. Uh, And Andy says, I wish I were a memory like that to someone, to someone who thinks back on me with a smile, even though we've long since are gone our separate ways. Wait, literally, you, me, DBK, Linda. (laughs) Like we all, all of us. we all, We're all think of Andy, Andy yeah, Andy's and angels with here. a smile. The real yeah. life Andy's angels. Yeah. And of course, that's when Pacey uh, shows up. And I got to say, I'm not going to lie. I almost cried when Pacey and Andy reunite and he like picks her up. I was like, oh, my heart. I'm so proud of you. Almost tears. Almost tears. I was crying buckets moment. throughout the entire episode, yeah. obviously. I just thought like. There was something about their reunion and the joy they both had. And like, because they've, they're, they've matured and they've like, they said they parted ways like amicably and to have this moment of like this hug where it is a friendship hug, but like, it's the friendship with history hug. You know what I mean? And like, we've seen him hug her like that before. And it just the joy. I don't know. We haven't seen PC smile like that in a while. And it was just really, really nice. It truly is. It truly is. He was, I think that he just felt once again, kind of like why I said earlier, safe when Andy's there Yeah, because, you know, he can just rely on her and just kind of be at this point, his true self with her without any expectations. Yeah. Yeah. He's still, it's funny because what Joey wants Joey wants a friendship with PC and that's what he has with Andy at this point. Like he has yeah. that comfortability with her where they are just friends. Like, Oh my God, what about this as an equation? It's not, it's not quite one-to-one, but like Dawson is to Joey, how PC is to Andy where they like had their romantic entanglement and now they're just solid, solid friends that you could always go to. I would say sure. Except I think that Dawson and Joey will always have actual love for each other Mm. like i think that andy can go on with life and live life and not have residual feelings towards pacey yeah i think that there will always be feelings um from dawson by dawson towards joey and vice versa but i do think at this point at a season four uh dawson i think this is the closest we're going to get because i think that they the feelings are like right below the surface but yeah. at this time Dawson's a genuinely good friend to Joey yeah yeah and I I just oh, I can't wait till we get to the scene where they chat but first we have to talk through this freaking stupid principal thing where he basically <laughs> holds them hostage and makes them listen to him play cello <laughs> um I love the cello I, if I could play any instrument, I feel like it would be the cello. The cello is gorgeous. I mean, he but it's sucks. massive. It's so, I know. It takes it's up so, so much space. Big. It's so big and it seems really heavy. How do you travel with that thing? Like, what if you have a concert and you have to travel for it? How are you getting on a plane with that thing? You have to ch- uh, check the cello. 
check the cello. <laughs> you have to check the cello and then hope to goodness that's not going to get damaged. Yeah. Um, the, I just, I can't believe this principle is just like, you know what? For punishment, you're going to be my audience. So well, you're going to watch me play. So he goes along the Rolodex of everything that they've done wrong. And I just want to kind of break it down because none of this, in my opinion, is Jen is not really responsible for any of this. So first he mentions the ecstasy. Yes, Jen possessed and had the ecstasy, but she did not take the ecstasy. Nope. Andy did. Andy did. Then they mentioned the yearbook photos. Jen had nothing to do with the yearbook nope, photos. That was all Yui. That was all Yui. Uh, then he um, mentions, of course, the boat and the dog. And guess what? Jen had nothing to do with that. And honestly, neither did Yui. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like he kept like saying, like, Jen, you are responsible for all of this. But it's like, to be fair, Jen was not involved in any of this. Jen didn't do anything wrong, you she fuck. was super drunk at the ski trip, but she also had a broken foot. Oh, wait. Wasn't that teacher on the ski trip? Not the principal. Was that the, the teacher? teacher that was on the Okay. Yes. What's this dude's name again? Peskin. Mr. Peskin. No, that's. I'm sorry. That's the principal. Kasdan. K-A-S-D-A-N. Okay. Kasdan. I feel because like I, I feel like we have seen him before, but I honestly I think he was on the ski trip, like you said. He was on the ski trip, sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is all bullshit that like he basically gets to hold them hostage. I'm like, can you at least call their parents and like <laughs> tell them they're safe? Like, what's wrong with you, you fuck? No, because it's the party. So his parents, their parents don't even know they're supposed to be at the party right now. This Ridiculous. is a punishment. Like, you are not allowed at the party. You have to Shockingly, listen to me the, play cello. The- surprisingly the party was not held at leary's fresh fish thank goodness yeah um but at the party um of course we see um we see andy and pc have their little reunion talk uh and andy says i'm really sorry about you and joey i know how much she means to you and i thought that was again very big of andy because of how things you know ended there um and he says i think i'm gonna be all right uh, she's just, I don't want to see you sad if there's anything I can do. Uh, and he says, there is something you can do. Uh, and he says, tell me what it's like out there when you're out on your own. And I, oh, I loved this. I loved this so much because he's about to do something not dissimilar to what Andy is, is doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go out on his own, become his own mm-hmm. person, heal from life. I mean, Andy had a lot of healing to do too between, uh the stuff with her mom the stuff with mm-hmm. her dad the stuff at school her mental health like the pacey stuff as well so and once again when you kind of have the ability to get yourself out of the situation where it causes you the most harm and pain then you have growing you grow yeah I loved this so much because Andy's I thought Andy also had really good advice Yes, where she says it was really scary at first. I didn't know anybody, but it took no time. They got to know me. And before I knew it, I had a bunch of friends and I wasn't lonely. And I realized the longer I was away from here, that leaving Cape side wasn't an end. It was a beginning. And that's truly how I feel people should feel about graduating in general, that it's just Mm -hmm. the beginning of your life. Like it is not an end. It is an end to an era, but it is a beginning of something. And Pacey, I I loved that Andy was the one that Pacey revealed this information to first, where he says, I got a job offer to crew a boat this summer. It means getting on a plane to go to Miami um, because the boat leaves for the Caribbean. 
And he says, I really want to do it. I'm so glad you're here right now. Um, he says, I passed my final exam. I'm a high school graduate. Woo-hoo. And I thought that this was so beautiful that Andy was the one who got to know before anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Because she was the one that pushed him to try. And she was the one that said that he was worth something and could make something of himself. And it was really super special for Pacey to give her um, some credit. Of course, we both agree that it was all Pacey at the end of the day, but Andy did yeah. help. And yeah, because he so he, happy for him. Yeah, he says, um, he does say like he just wants to get up on that stage, feel the sun on his face, and know that I, he can overcome anything. And when she asks, like, why did you tell me? He says, You were the first person in my life who ever told me I could be more than I was, and I believed it. So I guess that's thank you. And she says, You're welcome. And I just gosh, the scene was everything we needed like we needed Pacey to not only like graduate but to feel these feelings and I think having Andy there also kind of helped him process them a little bit better as well like it just reminded him of like you know what there was someone who believed in me and not that Joey doesn't because she does but it's just very different there's a lot of like other shit going on with Joey and I love him just saying it's so good to see you again and they hug and I just was like the most happy person ever watching this scene yeah i really was i was really happy too because it it just shows that going to italy really was the right decision for andy she see she seems so light you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. just just so light and able to and mature too mature and i think that this is ultimately exactly what pasty needs to become the man that he's always meant to be yeah yeah i this is perfect and i love that they're both kind of going on their own journeys here she's going back to italy he's going on a boat to the caribbean like they're both starting some big things and i just i really love that for for them um i thought this was so sweet and then of course he runs into joey and he's immediately not smiling anymore. <laughs> i'm not saying a thing but you know you all know what i'm thinking yeah um and uh and so yeah so um uh he says he wants to go off and live his life for a little while it doesn't mean that's how he wants things to end between them um but he does say like if i were lucky enough to one day find myself owning a sailboat again and i were to ask the woman that i love to go sailing with me would she and I, I I don't know if I liked the wording of this, to be honest, because it makes it sound like I'm never going to love anybody else. Like, yeah, you're the only one I love. And I, I just I, I don't know. That's I didn't like, what he's saying. But I also know. that's how an 18 year old would think. Yeah. Who has found love and has I mean, so few people in his life has loved him that it's kind of like he's accepting the love that he thinks that he deserves type of thing or he's accepting any sort of love that he's able to get so yeah this is what he's saying it's like essentially he's saying wait for me yeah and she or says, i'm waiting for you yeah yeah she says you wouldn't have to ask peace i'll see you something about the way she said this was so I don't know. I, Katie Holmes here, like, it was very, like, 
awkward sound like the way she looks in this scene is kind of awkward i don't know something wasn't connecting with me this is the the katie home special she has posture issues number one she <laughs> hunches over and then <laughs> tilts her head it's like how does your back and neck not hurt yeah ma'am ma'am you are tall you are a swan you don't have to hunch over you don't have to you know cr crank your neck I just have so I'm just very concerned about her posture. But yeah, yeah, the thing is, is that she can't make this promise because she is going to university next year. She doesn't know who she's going to meet. She yeah. doesn't know what's going to happen. She can't say, like, I will drop everything and go on a boat with you. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I think like she's. I think they both probably feel that this is true right now, that they both would love to go sailing again together because right now they're both still in love with each other. They haven't met anybody else. Yeah. I mean, but, yeah, that they will always have that summer on the boat. We don't know what yeah. happened on that boat. We know that they read the they same read shitty book every single day, yeah. but we don't, besides that, we don't know, but they had the most magical time and that's no where we know that no sex only hand stuff only um stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but <sighs> we know um, that they had a great time yeah uh i really loved this moment where we get to see pacey sitting in his little hawaiian shirt outside of the graduation setup and he's just like looking up at the sky feeling the sun on his face and then he leaves and i love mm -hmm. this because Pacey is the kind of guy who wouldn't attend his high school graduation. His family isn't going to be there. Maybe they will be there, but he doesn't really care. He has better shit to do. He's already moved on with his life. And I, yeah. I just, I thought this was a really great uh, moment for yeah, Pacey. He, he took the moment to be at the graduation ceremony and take it in. And that was his closure of high school for him. That's what he needed. And then he hopped on a plane to Bermuda? Is that where he's going? He's Bahamas? going to Florida to Florida to go to off the Caribbean. Florida? Oh yeah, yeah. Miami. The, the Caribbean. That's where yeah. he's going. He didn't they didn't specify which island, but that's where he's yeah. going. Um then we have Joey and Bessie like rushing. Uh they like they're running late. They have to go, they have to go, they have to go. Um, and we get Bessie putting, we get a little moment back to the pilot episode where Bessie is putting lip or excuse me, lipstick on uh Joey. And she asks, like, oh, did you ever read mom's letter? I don't want to be nosy. But Joey's like, listen, I can't tell you right now. We're going we're gonna to cry. We're going to cry <laughs> if I tell you. But just she was right. Uh, you were you did a great job at taking care of me. And Bessie says, that's not fair. Like, you you did deserve a mom. And Joey says, Bessie, I got two. And Bessie immediately is just like, you said you were going to make us cry. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 once again, it's just like really sweet. And it kind of just feels like closure. Like, I don't know if we're going to see Bessie next season. She has stuff to do. Not take care of yeah. baby Alexander, but some stuff to do. Yeah. So, which, by the way, why is baby Alexander not coming to the ceremony? Where's Bodie? He's not coming either. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah. Ridiculous. Um, but again, this is why this episode felt so much like a finale because of yeah. all these moments. Mm -hmm. um, then we're at the Leary household, of course, and Dawson's getting ready for graduation. Also, I find it weird that they're all wearing their like gowns immediately. I feel like I had like I had something on underneath and I didn't put my gown on until I got there because I didn't want it to like wrinkle and everything. Oh, that's interesting. No, yeah. I mean, obviously we had graduation dresses. I I don't remember what. I think like most of us wore white, but I don't really remember. Oh, see, nope. I specifically I wore black. I remember. I have a picture of the opposite of white. Um, <laughs> I have I have a picture of my graduation dress. It was 
it was black i remember i was wearing i wasn't wearing a dress i was wearing like a tank top and like nice pants but i specifically remember um that the pants that i wore ended up i don't know if it was that day or if i wore them a second time but the seam down the butt like of the pants ended up like not ripping but like it was you could tell it was going to rip oh no i mean i had a gown on so it didn't matter but yeah but still i um did i i I think i've told you but i don't know if i told the audience that um my family found out that i had a tattoo oh yeah on graduation day because so i got my first and only tattoo on my 18th birthday um it's a Pisces symbol because I'm a basic bitch and I didn't tell my parents because I was a rebellious teen and I just didn't want them to know and give me a hard time um you're not supposed to get tattoos in the Jewish religion like it's you know kind of your body is not like pure exactly you're not even supposed to really do your um like piercing it's like I was 10 years old before I got my ears pierced which is like a whole different thing but so um like i said i wore a dress on graduation and i think like some sort of wedges because we weren't allowed to wear heels because Mm -hmm. safety hazard right and i my dress and my gown did not cover my ankle and my tattoo was on my Mm -hmm. right outer ankle and i it was on display when i graduated and i remember getting in the car with my dad and my mom and my bubby which is my grandma and my dad was like so uh what's that on your ankle (laughs) and i was like what do you think is on my ankle because i'm a fucking smart mouth and he's like well i think it's a tattoo but like i'm i don't remember exactly what he said but he was not so pleased my mom funnily enough actually found out the night before graduation because she came into my bedroom and my comforter wasn't covering my ankle and she saw it the night before and she was just like what the heck and she said that it's okay but she wishes that it was smaller because it's very sizable mm-hmm. so i mean pretty sizable for like an angle at least it's like i don't know five or six inches tall yeah it's pretty big oh so gosh. yeah that's the tea uh no and nobody um nobody oh my jen has hidden tattoos jen <laughs> has hidden tattoos it's the episode of hidden tattoos baby hidden tattoos um but yeah and so we're at dawson's house and they're they're talking about graduating and um and uh so yeah so they get him a watch um and there's a description (laughs) on the back and it says if you will it it is no dream yeah yeah so they're basically encouraging uh dawson's dreams and they mitch kind of says you know i kind of tell my buddies that my son's going off to film school and he wants to be a movie director and they're like oh is that like a feasible dream and mitch kind of tells them like if anybody can do it it's dawson yeah the reason why Um, i was cackling was because number one baby lily has the blackest hair that i've ever seen child is this (laughs) and whose child is this and number two covered with a long sleeve onesie oh always blankets 30 blankets (laughs) because they saw baby alexander get no blankets and they're like we need extra blankets baby alexander's always cold but baby lily's always hot and she's sweating they're made that's why they make a great couple um and so then we have dougie stopping by to see pc uh, and he does it's so nice he offers him like the you know need anything you need money 
And Peace is like, no, 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 I just need to store my stuff at your place. Uh, which I'm like, where? Dougie's apartment is not very big. Where is Pacey's crap going to go? I don't, I really don't know. Maybe, Maybe he he's has... going to get rid of the furniture or something. <laughs> he's, gonna... he's not going to get rid of the furniture. Maybe he's going to take out a storage unit. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Dougie says, you do really deserve like another exciting summer uh and uh pacey does say you know what it'd be a shame for me to not let another day pass like without telling you how much i've looked up to you as my big brother i do actually think one day you'll make a, a girl very happy um and uh and so yes yeah, so they have a little as much as like you know they joke and stuff but like this is the best moment we're probably gonna get yeah. from them so was it bad that i was almost expecting doug to be like actually you've been right the whole time like <laughs> my no. preferences men yeah yeah that would i mean yeah why not um no yeah i did i did like this moment though i thought this was i like did i did too like once again moment but this is where they're going to be able to hopefully live i think that distance does make the heart grow fonder and i think that um when pacey gets um whatever success that he is bound to get i think that his family i don't know doug at the very least gretchen of course are they're gonna you know give him the props that he deserves mm -hmm. his parents are lost cause and jane lynch sucks and his dad blows so yeah. there's no hope for his parents yeah just dougie and gretchen and carrie is the worst too carrie sucks carrie's terrible um so we have the mcphees showing at graduation andy's trying to fix jack's tassel um, he's like, oh, I'm going to throw it in the air anyway. And Andy says, we're not supposed to do that. The pointy ends might hurt someone. <laughs> we had a rule at the, about that at our graduation. Really? You allowed to throw your cap. Yeah. Yep, I don't Andy's remember right. rules about throwing caps. Um, this was, was it's tricky because a lot of girls like uh, use like bobby pins like Andy did to get keep theirs on their head so it doesn't fall off. Yeah. So we yeah. Can do, uh, undo the bobby pins and then throw it. And then how do you get it back? A lot of people, I think took the tassel off before throwing the cap so that they could retain the tassel. Mm, no. Yeah, I guess, I guess my concern would be getting your hat back, but also why do you want the hat anyway? Well, you want the hat because it has the tassel. So who cares about the hat if you have the tassel? Basically. Do you still have your high school graduation tassel? Uh, I do. I had it in my car for years. And so I graduated with the colors green and gold. And uh -huh. I, it was, it got like sun, like discoloration as a result. Oh. And it turned, funnily enough, my college colors were purple and gold and the tassel, the green kind of turned purpley. Wow. So they kind of turned into my college colors. That's very fascinating. Yeah. My graduation, my high school graduation cake had gold in the middle and then it had green on the left and purple on the right. So it was like moving oh, from past present yeah. and future that's pretty cool yeah i definitely have my college graduation cap which i decorated and a tassel um uh, i had two tassels because i was honors just like andy but not really you got an extra really... tassel for honors or you got that yeah. thingy that goes around your uh, you get both. The ropes both uh yeah. yeah i had ropes but i also yeah. had a different i had a gold tassel instead of a black tassel oh interesting because ours was like like theirs it was two colors yeah you had the tassel and then if you were if you were gosh i think if you were like honors you got those gold ropes which i also had like in my car for a decent amount of time as well um yeah yeah but. no um 
I don't remember. I don't remember about high school tassels, but I thought it was interesting that like, remember earlier in the episode, people were like, oh, you're going to go sit up there with like all the smart kids. Yeah. But, and all the smart kids had the yellow. Yeah. Um, the yellow. I don't know thing. what it's called. Yeah. The sash almost. Sash almost. Yeah. But once again, Andy wasn't up there with all the other smart kids yeah it's bullshit it's bullshit andy had the honor sash but apparently she wasn't allowed up there um but uh we find out andy tells jack that she's staying in italy she deferred harvard by a year um she just can't imagine being happier anywhere else yeah and Good so part of me half of me is like i love this for andy this is a great move like this makes a lot of sense for andy right like she's she needs to do this and i think taking a year off is perfect for her the other half of me was like bitch so many bitches are going to boston can you please just get andy back on the show make <laughs> well, her go to harvard is, and bring her back this is exactly why we can't right this is exactly why she has to stay because yeah, in... otherwise they have no excuses for keeping her away from us exactly i just hope that in i don't know harvard is such an impressive establishment to get into. And I just hope that Andy does eventually get to Harvard. Like yeah. I, I want her to have fun in Italy, but I also want her to get the education. That I know that she works so hard for, but yeah, also, and she wants that too. It's not like we want that for her. Like she does want that too. She, she says that she wants it, but right now she wants to go to Italy and be in Italy. So she's going to stay in Italy. Yeah. Uh, I love this moment between Grams and Jen where J Jen is just like, oh, three hours of cello music. Apparently we had to listen <laughs> for that long. She's like, thanks for understanding. And Graham says, I'm too aware of that man's taste in music. I think you've been punished enough already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she's like, not, and nothing that you can do could possibly make me disappointed in you today. Yeah. I thought that was so sweet. And again, uh, like really heartwarming episode altogether um and so uh, then we have joey and dawson like together and they're like oh my god your parents are emotional train wrecks <laughs> Hold on. There's this, oh my gosh like 38 minutes and like 50 whatever seconds in while gail and mitch hug there's yeah this extra that is giving the biggest disgusted stink face oh and she them. like walks around them no, she's oh, the girl the in the coral pink in the background. Okay. And she just like gives them the biggest stink face. Like, why are you looking <laughs> at Gitch you. like that? Like, don't be rude. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, and so yeah, so Dawson's like, you know, it's really fun that we can like wear these shitty robes and hats and sit in the sun for oh, I see the stink face. Uh sit in the sun for a few hours. Um and uh, he's like, this is so silly, these stupid hats. Uh, and uh, and so Joey has to have her little speech. And so she goes up on stage. Yeah, so all the smarties get to sit up there, but we don't know why Andy's not up there. But yeah, there's Joey, this other there, there. I see another one or two smarties that don't get to go up there. Yeah. Uh, but the principal introduces her as the this year's pinnacle award winner and the salutatorian so she's not the valedictorian but she is the salutatorian okay so wait it's two separate things apparently apparently two separate things so who knows like are you like the pinnacle of like what a good student embodies is that what it means i have no idea I truly it's don't know. This is the first we're ever hearing about it. <laughs> <laughs> so it could be anything. This is like, this is Wait, it's not the thing that... Remember when Joey won that thing earlier in the year? 
Yeah. Is that what it is? When she took the SATs or the pre-SATs and they're like, you're the smarty? No, I don't think so. I don't know what this is. Then it's just bullshit. It is bullshit. So she has a whole speech um, saying that uh, everyone's feeling like pride and accomplishment, closure and regret, and like a hopeful outlook on the future. But she did want to tell everyone that people who are gone, um, whether separated by death or distance, that they're still with me because I keep them in my heart. Um, reg- like she, she talks a lot about like, we should remember Cape side with us, like when we go places, uh, and that we're all kind of together, no matter where anyone ends up. And it's like, I feels like she's both talking about her mom and PC in a way. I agree with that. Um, I totally agree with that. So mm-hmm. decent speech. It wasn't bad. It was definitely better than the Sean Hunter speech that we had to sit through in Boy Meets World. A hundred and ten percent. And she deserved to do it. Yeah. Um, and also, this is go ahead. Well, Mitch is up there. Mitch is a football coach and a part-time guidance counselor. Why is he on stage with the principal and this no random English teacher? No one knows. Those are the only teachers at the school. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we gotta get every anybody and everybody it's has so to be stupid. up here um also as someone who podcasts a lot and has a microphone puff i could not stop staring at this ripped up jaggedy ass fucking microphone <laughs> puff they had bitch buy a new microphone puff they're so inexpensive <laughs> so annoying <laughs> um but uh everyone cheers and the sprinklers come on and jen looks at yui and she's just like he's just so elated everyone's running around in the water and dawson throws his cap up everyone else kind of follows suit um and i really liked this moment i thought this was really fun to have like the sprinklers go off uh and as this is going on we have the principal calling out names and it's all alphabetized obviously so we do hear pacey's name and just as his name is being called out um we see pacey like boarding the the plane to miami um living for that i'm living for it and it's so rock and roll to be like screw you i'm not going to my high school graduation yeah you know you call out my name and i won't be there yeah this was really great i loved both the sprinkler sequence where like the parents must be so pissed off because they're gonna get shitty pictures of their soggy wet children (laughs) um and also just seeing pacey be like fuck the patriarchy i'm going on my own like i'm wearing my hawaiian shirt i got my big old bag and I'm boarding a plane outside, which is super cool. I've never done that. It looks like yeah, a tiny ass it does plane, look. A, yeah, it, it looks like a really dangerous, creepy plane, but also like good for him. And yeah. once again, being Pacey is the president of the Hawaiian shirt, and I just yeah. want to applaud him for finally wearing in a Hawaiian shirt and in a, in a pro in a in a appropriate setting. Yeah, yeah, because. He, he's been wearing them for years and finally he gets to wear it for the right reason yeah no i love this i love this it's totally fitting of where he's going uh so this was a great freaking episode again feels so much like a finale it's hard to believe we still have an episode to talk about um this season uh do you want to know the title of this next episode yeah uh coda i have no fucking clue what that means what does coda mean um coca-cola um i don't know i mean well no i don't know okay well i'm looking at coda child of deaf adult i don't think that's what it is yeah i don't think that's it either i have no idea um 
Co- I have no clue. I have no clue. So, oh, it says mean. coda is the concluding passage of a piece or movement, typically forming an addition to the basic structure. Uh, the concluding section of a dance is a I'm coda. So conclusion, I guess that makes sense. That's I so mean, stupid. could you not just call it conclusion? Sure. One, one would imagine you could. Yeah. Um, but that was our episode. Are you ready to get into uh, some wonderful, lovely feedback? Yes, por favor, please, and thank you. All right, let's listen to a voicemail from Temi and see what he has to say. Hi, ladies. I started to watch the episode, but I watched the episode with the DVDs, with the uh, executive producer commentary, uh, Paul Stupin. And midway through, he said that they had auditioned Zach Braff to play the role of Yui. So I just started thinking about all the possibilities. But I think he had gone with Scrubs at the time, so... They went to their second choice with Mark Makovich. But they were talking about how um, he was the female Abby. So all the things we thought and you've been saying, you know, is what they were thinking. So I think that's kind of cool. But you'll remember that I introduced the idea of Joey sitting Dawson and Pacey down and having the polyamory. But watching Pacey with Andy... I think Pacey will have notions of the polyamory too. He sits down, Joey and Andy, and says, you know, Andy, seeing you has just made me so excited. I have this uh, verb for life. I'm ready to go again. And, uh, you know, I'm, 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 I'm fresh. I'm fresh. I'm ready to go. And then the problem is to convince Joey because I think Andy jumps at the chance right away. But Joey, could she could she be a part of this? And I think, you know, he he would have to work on it. It would have to be like maybe you do a workshop and you have yeah. a whiteboard and he, he does all of the pros and cons, makes it real, and then she eventually decides to do it too. So <laughs> I don't know <laughs> why I said this, but thanks. Bye. Okay, I do think that Andy would give anything a shot, like one shot. Like, I don't think that Andy's ever going to say no to an opportunity, especially a sexual opportunity. You will not get Joey to agree to this relationship. It would never happen. Temi just left us like a full-on minute and 30 voicemail all about polyamory between Andy, Joey, and Pacey, and I'm just shook right now. Okay. It would never, like, okay, like, I'm okay, Joey, she's, she's too ready. jealous. Oh, yeah. Are you fresh? Are you fresh and ready? Also, the whiteboard idea is hilarious to me yeah. that you would sit down at the possibility of a thruple and be like, all right, this is the position <laughs> we're going to do. You're going to go here. I'm going to go here. Team break. Yeah, you have, you need the pointer. And then oh, the laser really pointer, <gasps> the slappy in. pointer. The yes, the slappy pointer. Not a laser pointer, a slappy yeah. pointer. Like, um exhibit a of as to uh why this would work out no this uh i think that andy would try it i think that andy would try a threesome i don't think that andy is like fully committing to a polyamorous no and joey wouldn't do either no no uh, pacey would definitely see what he can get but yeah um super cool that we were right on track with the ue stuff how yep, they're trying fun. to emulate um uh what should we call it abby yeah 
And then Zach Braff would have such a different energy in this role, though. But I see it. it totally I can see where they energy. were going. I yeah. can see the look that they were going for because Yui's not too dissimilar to a yeah. Zach Braff in terms of looks. Oh, in looks. Yeah, definitely in looks. I think it, it would have been a much like more lovable if Zach Braff did it I than Yui. Definitely agree with that because, yeah. you know, Zach Braff is goofy. Um, yeah. I don't know where Zach Braff is right now, but I hope he's okay because the news came out that he and his girlfriend, Florence Pie, broke up. I'm so sorry. Can you say that? I don't know how to say Florence Pie. You, you just said Pie. <laughs> <laughs> she spells her last name P L U G H. How else am I supposed to play? Play. But you just went like. <laughs> <laughs> that's in my head whenever i read that name they break up yeah. you know who that is she's like no. the it girl right now i did not know i don't she's know anything girl about right her. she's a little young and zach braff is not so young so people have been talking shit about the relationship for a while now um and she she because like he was famous and she was like a young actor so it seemed a little sus yeah and now she's becoming like the hollywood it girl oh. and they broke up so everyone's like Wants to saying good now. for you florence Plitt. like you florence went is <laughs> <laughs> you wrench is that what it is i don't know she's british actually she's she british a- okay then it is a, it's you're like florence play like it's like french <laughs> i do not pronounce her last name but okay let's see florence how to play. pronounce florence oh it's puh it's puh see it's really hard how do you pronounce it's p-u-g-h there's no l florence play okay hold on i want to listen to this hold on Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh. That's what my computer is saying. Okay. Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it cracks me up so much. But the way you just said her last name was just like, you were like trying to go over it quickly, but instead it was just like Florence Pugh. Fuck. Florence well, Pugh. I'm just, I like, I feel bad for Zach Braff, but also happy for Florence <laughs> 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 to have her like you know yeah 20 year olds like rendezvous um moving on from Florence <laughs> <laughs> literally um, fuck it we got a message is this from I think this one's from Eric, Eric Sarah uh where he asks is this the best Pacey episode so far gosh that's hard to say um uh, of all time or i don't think it's of all time i think of the season yes of the season i believe so i think his favorite his best episode is probably a season two episode if we had to do best pc episode one day we'll have to rank the top five pc episodes how fun fun. would that be i think that'd be good could be fun to go back and be like what is the best episode for individual characters yeah be fun put it on the books put it on the books um and he also says i think it would be a good idea to go back to season one episode one to see how far we've come i feel like that's a great idea but not until we finish the series i think it would be fun to go back to great idea eric i love that thank you eric yeah thank you um, we also got a voicemail from Linda, as I am to understand, which I'm very jazzed to listen to because we've we've not gotten a voicemail from Linda before. I've never remember. gotten. A, I mean, we know Linda for being the Indy McPhee fan club, so it's um, naturally she'd have to send so in a voicemail. Naturally, she is here, so I am going to play this voicemail. 
Hey, Sarah Jess, Shit 90 Squad, co-founding president and proud member of the Andy McPhee fan club, Linda here. Been counting down the ups until I get to see my precious angel Andy again. So happy to see her, but so sad that this is her final on-air appearance since those jerks cut her scenes from the series finale. <sighs> More outrage on that when the time comes. Now on to The Graduate. The way my soul came to life when Andy stepped off that plane. Even Dawson, oblivious to the world Dawson, sees how much Andy means to Pacey and how important she'll always be to him. Such a sweet scene, and I wish we got to explore their friendship more. At least we'll always have the blues. The <laughs> spinning pandy hug. Oh, how my heart ached for this. Then Pacey has to bring on the sobbing. You're the first person in my life who ever told me I could be more than I was. And believe it. So I guess that's Thank you. Oh, this family scene is so beautiful. I really do feel like Pacey and Andy bring out the best in each other. Pacey completely lit up when he was talking to Andy, and he seemed like the happiest he's been in a long time while he's talking to her. Also, I feel like Andy played a big part in Pacey realizing he needed to step away and focus on himself. The way Pacey and Andy always believe in each other, want to tell each other they're big news first the way seeing each other happy makes them happy are some of the reasons that i love them so so much and to me they are soulmates they have this amazingly strong bond that will always 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 be there and they'll always be there to lift each other up and they'll just ah i love them so much but like y'all know that already thank you andy mcphee for bringing so much joy to cape side and bringing so much joy to our lives. You deserve so much more than to be erased from existence. If I remember correctly, she is never mentioned again after this episode, which what? is complete BS. We love you and we miss you, Andy. Thanks for being our precious angel girl and lifting us all up. Okay, one final thing before I go. Was Yui eating pickles and <laughs> drinking milk? Uh, uh, mm, what? He's not human. No. <laughs> what? Uh, all right. One more episode to go for this season. It's been surprisingly a fun ride. Um, all right. Bye, lovelies. I hope you have an amazing week. I am dying at Linda also noticing the pickles and milk. That is <laughs> vile. So funny. He's not even human, she oh said. Oh my god, I um, love that. Um, Linda, it was so wonderful to hear your voice, to hear from the you. You are the cutest thing in the galaxy. I just love Linda being like, oh my god, the hug! Because that's exactly how we felt, too. Yeah, it's how, how we felt. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. What yeah. a lovely voicemail. Thank you, Thank so, you much, so much, Linda. Thank you so much, Linda. I'm happy that she came back for the the, the pandy. Like, she sent in voicemail for the pandy. So. Never to be mentioned again. Well, fuck you, Dawson's Creek. I know. Not, it's because I love I love the show. No, but it's really, it's fucked up when you think about, like, I, I gotta be honest, like, Andy is still my top tier character. Like, across all the seasons. Like, I just think she's the best. And so it really sucks that, like they did her dirty like this i from everything i found online and anybody who knows more please feel free to send it in i'm i'm very curious 
everything I could tell it was like a writer's decision. It had nothing to do with like Meredith Monroe wanting to leave. And so I'm super curious to know, like, was she upset? Like, did she want to be on the next season? Like if, if they had said, Andy, will you come back? Would she have said yes? You know, um, they're probably better off for her to leave on a high note than have her be done dirty by the writers again. Yeah. But um, gosh, I loved Andy. And I really think her, like, I think at least 50% of my enjoyment of this episode was the return of Andy, probably more. Well, yeah, but I, I think that we had like a little, a lot of good bones. Like, I think that everybody in this episode ex- was able to have their own moment to shine. Like, even, yeah. even Joey, who's also had like a debatably bad season this season. Yeah. Uh, was able to have those really great moments about her mom with Bessie. Like yeah. Dawson had to get got really great moments um, as well. With I mean, did he? He had decent moments. Yeah. Um, but he, I think, like everybody was able to shine in this episode, which makes a great episode of television. But it does beg the te- uh, the question: What are we going to see in the season finale? And is it going to be Big D's Big D? <laughs> um, I can't wait to find out. We have one more episode of this season. Uh, and then, of course, we're going to do our wrap up like we always do and get into some predict- predictions for season five of the show. But uh, one more episode until we have two seasons left of the show. I... Honest to God, cannot believe we're already here. I feel like we just started this rewatch or for me, a rewatch for you, a first watch like yesterday. It does feel like we just started it and we're already so far uh, deep into the show. Um, Gosh, what a great episode. What a great podcast. Thank you, everybody, for sending in any uh, voicemails or any feedback that you sent in. We always truly, truly appreciate it. Shout out to DBK, who is a massive Andy stan. Um, I did not forget DBK. I never will make that mistake. (laughs) Um, uh, yeah, Sarah, if people want to hear more from you, what do you have going on? Uh, yeah, over here, of course, Boy Meets Worlds. We are uh, finished with season six. We're onto the final season. So that's super exciting. Um, we also had a great time covering Xenon over at Post Show Recaps. Uh, finished up our coverage of Pretty Little Liars, Original Sin, and we have a few more episodes of League of Their Own with Grace and Marissa. So find me at Sarah Ferguson. Find us at Shit90sPod. Fantastic. Um, Of course, you could find me at the Just Sterling. I cover Community with Josh Wiggler on Community Building, and I we both finished up Paper Girls and Pretty Little Liars. So uh, that's all I got in the works for right now. But of course, if anything else comes up, you can always check my Twitter. I'll shout it out there. Uh, Thank you all for listening. We'll be back in just one week with the season finale of season four of Dawson's Creek. We will talk to you all then. Bye. Shit 90 shows taught me.